0: this is the refuge project welcome to the refuge project refuge project is a place that we can have meaningful conversation in a safe place so we are your host i am pastor david we have james hey hey. and we got brother calvin emin here today
1: what's going on
0: man how you guys doing
1: i'm good i'm good yeah i feel good
0: Everybody good. Everybody good. I was here last week by myself. Uh, y'all need to go listen to that. I don't know if if it was just the, the solo thing, but it ain't getting the reviews, man. <laughs> y'all heard my feelings. Make sure y'all go check me out. Uh, but I do want to bring up we got we got a new uh, we got a new country listening. Australia came in for the first time. Ah, oh yeah, oh, it. Ah. Awesome. Yeah, Australia. Thanks for stopping by. That was the first the first time that you guys came in. Uh, Nebraska is still coming in strong. Oklahoma, California.
2: Did you ever talk to your family? See if they got a little, a little something to do in Nebraska? No, I, I,
0: I need to. I needed to send them a text. Uh, McKenna, if you out there listening, you know, Steven, Don, text me. Let me, know, yeah, let me know that y'all if not, it's somebody else that we're reaching in the cornfield. So. In the cornfield. Yeah. But yeah, everything's good, man. Life is good. We finally getting some uh, nice weather this coming week. Going to be down in the fifties
1: at night. So absolutely, looking uh, forward to that.
0: That's uh, for you people in uh, Nebraska. That's winter. Yes, <laughs> fifty five is winter for us. So
1: and it'll be it'll be back up to eighty the week after. So
0: yeah, yeah. So yeah, everything's gonna everything's looking good, man. I'm excited about some. Um, I think episode 50's coming up. We'll have a special episode for that. And um, so, yeah, everything's good. Everything is good. Pastor Caesar. we're missing you, brother. So whenever you get a chance, I know life is busy, so come on, stop by, I do this podcast thing. And he
2: ain't thing. been in here in a minute, has it's
0: been he? Been a while. We might have to replace him if he don't hurry and get in oh, here. Oh, Caesar, did you hear it? And
2: <laughs> we got uh, Calvin over here. Hey, yeah, Calvin. Pastor, so um, we-
0: Pastor Caesar's always <laughs> welcome whenever he can get in here. He's part of the Refuge Project. uh uh-huh. OG, 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 yeah, that's right, OG Caesar, yeah, exactly, well, I guess let's just jump right into Culture Corner, well, we only got one Culture Corner for you today, pretty interesting one though. DC Comics makes
2: new Superman bisexual (laughs) on coming out day. Golly. Hey, look, I'm not surprised. You've been watching what he's been wearing and flying around (laughs) it and stuff. I'm a little surprised it hasn't come out earlier, to be honest.
0: Well, I mean, if you fly around in your underwear and tights, it might come out. Fortunately, it's not Superman. So all you guys out there that, you know, you've been watching men in their underwear for the last... 35 years 40 years it's not Superman but it is his son
2: Superman's son
0: Superman's son is falling in love with the journalist isn't that what Superman did Yo. yeah Yeah. Uh, but the journalist is a male uh, and- Larry
1: Lane huh? not Lois Lane
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is why we're not on YouTube because we would have just got kicked off um, but yeah, they're so their 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 next release is on uh, is that's me. I apologize. Uh, their next release is going to have him come out as a bisexual, and the writers and the artists are super excited about the vision they have for the next era of the superheroes. Mm-hmm. Wow! So, what do you guys think about this?
2: I think uh, I think it's funny because I've heard um, I've heard other superhero stuff like that. But it's always they come out as bisexual. None of them will just be like, they're gay. They nah, always have... because it, it
0: helps the storyline.
2: Yeah, is that what you it know, is? You know,
0: they can go back and forth yeah, and like people yeah. in and out and mm-hmm. all that stuff and doesn't like pigeonhole them to yeah. only gay. Yeah, I guess that's what it that's is. That's why they keep adding letters to the LGBTQ uh-huh. and then they're going to just keep going and just... everything
2: you heard they were trying to do that with or i heard rumors about they were doing that with uh what's his name from guardians of the galaxy uh the chris chris pratt's character whose name i can't think of Star lord star lord yeah there was a bunch that was a big thing like six months ago or so that like in the new guardians of the galaxy he was going to come out as bi but i don't know if that's actually true or not
0: so man this thing is really i mean it's getting close to home for me because so my you know i have a son in high school Mm -hmm. and um so he comes home and you know he He'll catch, he normally catches me in the garage or you know something like that. We're just me and him or talking or whatever. And but uh, he came and he was just like, "So dad, so if you go by the pronoun he, his, and you're a girl, but you date guys, does that mean you're gay?" I'm like, first of all, I don't know about pronouns. Pronouns were something different when I went to school." Okay. Now pronouns define who you are uh-huh. uh, And so I just told him I said man You're barking up the wrong tree If you're worried about What other people's pronouns are Yeah So I was in a, a, a local um, <laughs> okay. I was in a local uh, furniture store You can kind of
1: see the mess behind
0: us We're actually B- in Blue the-
1: oyster bar <laughs> <laughs>
0: We're actually in a temporary podcast studio because we're redoing uh, my office, but I got a bunch of furniture and boxes and stuff sitting around. But I went up to, we were trying to get all of everything that we needed for this new furniture. And and the lady at this furniture store said, my pronouns are he, I mean, she, her.
2: And it was a girl. Like a lady working there? Yeah,
0: yeah. Mm -hmm. And she had a button that says this. I'm just like, why are you telling me your pronouns when you look like your pronoun? Mm-hmm. I'm about to get in all kinds of trouble, right? Like, they're <laughs> going to come after us. But I just didn't I just didn't understand. And, like, she was so angry that she had to help us. And I don't know if that has anything to do with her pronouns or anything, but I just feel like that a lot of people that are, you know, dealing with this stuff, they have, like, a chip on their shoulder sometimes. And, and, and I understand. It might be hard for you to... Um, you know, live out some confusion and different things that are going on in your life and it might be difficult to you know to live around people like me that are very conservative and stuff like that that don't understand it and really at the end of the day don't really
2: try you think she would have helped you if you had purple hair maybe if I had a button maybe that said his him, he him she's he been like alright sir yes let me help you out
0: Instead of having our vaccine card, we're gonna all have to go wear buttons that say who
2: It's gonna say both. I am a he him vaccinated. <laughs> I'm a vaccinated he, him. Please can I eat uh, at your restaurant?
1: Golly. Oh well I think that uh I think that we just we just make everything so confusing and so messed up there's this commercial that came on. Uh, I cannot remember. I was just looking for it. And basically the office space is all open. And so the lady walks up to, uh, the HR and she says, she says, uh, I'm pregnant. What, what is, uh, what are the policy on maternity leave? And she goes, I'm not really sure. I think it's one year, maybe three years, five years. And all of a sudden, another lady goes, you know, I think I'm pregnant. And and this guy jumps up and he goes, I'm pregnant. And if anybody says anything, I'm going straight to HR. That's right. And and then everybody's like, oh, pregnancy. Yay, yay. And then he goes, you know, I'm feeling morning sickness. I'm going to go ahead and get
2: out of here. Uh, (laughs) uh, What is the commercial about? I can't remember (laughs) what the (laughs) commercial But that guy cracks me up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's probably
0: like life insurance policies or I something. Re-
1: it's some sort of uh, yeah. you know, quick, yeah, sure. easy app for we file all your documents or something. But the next time it comes on, I'm going to shoot it to both of you. <laughs> <Okay. That's laughs> I'll so check funny. it
0: out. Yeah, man, I think it's it's a, we're in a sad place right now. Um, and we tend because of the because it's being pushed down our throat. I think that's one of the issues that conservatives have that we don't get the option <clears throat> to even have conversation without being, especially us, you know, evil white men, you know. Yeah, that called we might, names. and Yeah, called names. I was watching um, a video, YouTube video just yesterday where this young white guy had dreads. Mm-hmm. And he was stopped in the subway um, by a group of uh, African-Americans saying that he was misappropriating their culture because he had dreads and you know we're getting into a, just a weird place where we we can't like for me that's like you know um i'm accepting your culture i'm and you know I'd, i would like to be a part of the culture and all those things mm-hmm. that's what you want yeah you want it to be accepted you want that your culture to be something um bigger and all those things but that's not really what you want right you know that's what you say as the you know, you're flying the banner, we want to be accepted, we wanna be equal and all that, but it's really not
1: what it is. Well what it is is, you know, we wanna be accepted, we wanna be equal, but we don't accept you. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially we don't, white men. We don't accept you because of whatever we don't like you. You're not accepted by us and but you have to accept us. Yeah. 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 It's it's just such a hypocrisy. It's just it's absolutely disgusting.
0: Yeah, and, and it's tough that we can't have the conversation. And the problem is that we don't ha- we don't know how to communicate, especially, you know, with uh, texting and different things like that, yeah. social media, that we're losing the ability to sit down and have meaningful <clears throat> conversation like we hear. And it'd be one of those things. Man, I'll have a conversation with anybody that wants to have a conversation, you know, that doesn't want to argue, that doesn't want to fight about it. Just a yeah. conversation, you know, because I'm yeah. willing to learn. Yeah. I'm willing to see both sides and all those things, um, but uh, so, you know, most of the time you're not you're not able to do those things. I found a very interesting, uh, I'm not interesting, but a very good song, and I've been saving it for uh, when Pastor Caesar and James got back in the studio with this. But I'm gonna go ahead and share it with y'all today. This is Gable Price and Friends, Heretic.
2: Land beneath my feet. The contrast that offends my firm theology. We try to fit your ways in the boxes humans made. So either you're a heretic or you're the son of God. You are the relapse of quiet streams and greener paths, The footnotes. Of ancient words our language lacks We can scribble out the notes In the books that your friends wrote Cause either everyone's a heretic Or they've heard the voice of God
0: and Friends Heretic, it's good. In my opinion, outside of hip hop and worship, this is one of the better songs that I've heard in a long
2: time. Yeah, that was cool. I liked yeah. it. Yeah,
0: I think uh, musically, um, the guitar was right. Whatever <laughs> they were doing, it was right. And you know, and, and I like these. The, a lot of these new uh, bands and stuff, they're like, you know, their drums are just simple. You know, one or two drums and a couple cymbals, and mm-hmm. they throw something kind of crazy and wild in there. What are, What are those?
2: Those roto toms, roto
0: toms. You know, they throw something funky in there like that. I don't even
2: think he ever hit them. I was waiting to see. Yeah, uh,
0: but yeah, and then the whole treatment as far as the video and stuff was done. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. cool
2: looking video. Yeah. I like the. Uh, I thought it sounded cool. The uh, I like, like the, the lyrics of it. Man. Looks like they just
1: pulled up and parked and got out and started playing.
0: Yeah, and the dude's mustache is right.
2: <laughs> It's uh it is working, I gotta say. It's tough to pull off a mustache these days, but
0: yeah. it's got a a, a a vibe that I've heard I don't know. before. It
2: looks fake. You don't think so? His mustache. You think he put looks like it it's, it's going to fall video. off. the <laughs> I uh, hope it's a fake mustache. That would
0: <laughs> be awesome, right? <laughs> uh yeah, but it has a vibe that I've heard before. I'm not too for sure. As a musician, James, when you hear something like that, is it is it a hard Um, to make sure that you 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 are who you are and then not be like too influenced by a lot of these other things i know there's like influences you mean like
2: if i was making a song like that yeah like if
0: like have you ever made it started making a song you'd be like oh no that's not mine i've heard that already somewhere yeah definitely i I can't do that
2: yeah well not to where i thought like i can't do that but uh Well, there probably is a time. But, I mean, you listen to everything. The whole thing is, like, getting inspired and influenced and not copying, you know? So, like, uh, like for instance, sometimes if I'm trying, like, maybe I'm going to go record drums or something, and I have in my head, like, the drum part needs to sound like something like this band with a mixture of this that's kind of like this. Like, I'll go listen to that type of music before I record the drums, just to kind of help influence me in that way. Like, if I'm going to record, like a hard rock thing. I'm not going to go listen to a bunch of jazz drumming or I don't know, maybe I am for this up, but like, you know what I mean? I'm yeah. not going to listen to something totally. So I think it's usually the key is just like to use things that inspire you, whatever the genre is and help kind of influence you and push you to the directions you've already kind of got in your head and not just like copy people. But,
1: you know, that's funny. You say that when I was, uh, when I was in the studio work, the, uh, the lead studio guy said anytime that you're mixing somebody, you know, that you're not necessarily accustomed to that style of music, then you need to go to that style of music and you need to listen to the top 10 mm-hmm. in that genre. So yep. you can get a feel for what's going on. So you can bring out what needs to be brought out. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, there's
2: a certain level of it's copying is not the right word, but like there's a, Depending on what you're going for, like there's a kind of a right and a wrong way to do it. Sure, to a certain extent, but at the end of the day, like if you like it, you think it sounds cool, then yeah. like it's cool. But yeah,
0: we were doing this the show in a in a, a big church one time, and the sound man was their worship. You know, he he mixed worship uh-huh. most of the time, and uh, Vaughn was kind of getting. Frustrated with him because it wasn't sounding right, you know. Yeah. And uh, so Vaughn was just like he went over there and put on the CD. He's like, "This is what it's supposed to sound like," you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he got to hear, you know, what it was supposed to sound like, and then you know he, he was a professional, so he he figured it out after he heard what it was supposed to sound like. But yeah, his his ears were tuned to something else.
1: right.
2: It just had a different vision yeah. or something.
1: Yeah. And you know, it's funny because I would t- I would go into our church and I would put on CDs that that I felt like we we needed to sound like. You know, so I could get a an ear for what was going on inside our house, so that the mix would be right. Because I would I would listen to a lot of these CDs in the car, you know. And and I'm from the '90s, you know. I'm a '90s kid, so I like bass and real drums bass heavy, and yeah. oh yeah, man. You know, so it's it's real easy for me to mix to a heavy bass load, and and somebody else go, you know, those drums are just really a
2: little too much. So yeah the key though to in if you ever want to if you're trying to be original and creative with you know whatever your style is you're doing like you need to know all as much styles as much about it as possible it's like trying to reinvent the wheel before you learned how to make the wheel yeah you know like even if you're because a lot of people don't get like caught up in i'm so creative i'm so original and you're like hey this isn't sounding right You're like well it's not supposed to sound like that i want it to sound like you know but like it's you're not you're never gonna read that potential of whatever your individuality and creativity can be if you haven't learned all the basics first right because then if you don't even know the rules to break you can't break them properly. you're just gonna do it wrong and yeah. do it bad you know it's not gonna
0: be comfortable two years I remember one time <laughs> I never tried to rap you know that wasn't my thing but one time I wanted to write a song you know uh-huh. I was just like just one this. time like, yeah I just wanna write a song <laughs> And I figured somebody one hit wonder One, you know, not for me to rap but just figure somebody in King's Camp would take take it you know put a beat on it so i wrote it out and then you know i was telling one this is kind of the feel he was just like bro that's an eminem song and i'm
2: just like oh it was
0: in my head you know it was just like eminem but like a christian version of it i'm just like oh yeah that's terrible
2: you're like my name is (laughs) is, (laughs) slim (laughs) Slim baby (laughs) Uh, it
0: wasn't that bad but it was like You know, it was, I don't know, but it was funny.
1: And, you know, as a younger artist like like James, I feel like you have the abilities to be free and create your own structure versus, you know, once you've been established for a while, you know, you came out with your own sound, but then that own sound now has been out for five, ten years, Mm -hmm. and there's really nothing new about it anymore. So... There's a pivotal point I think in any artist's career that would say, "Do I modify what I've been doing?" You know, and uh, you hear actors all the time that that come out of TV sitcoms or something say, "You know, they go right into a horror movie because I want to prove I can do something different." You know, I think that uh, in in the younger stage, you have the ability. Like this band right here, obviously they're newer. They have the freedom to just create and do whatever they want but you know in 10 years how's that gonna be yeah
0: and i think the other side of that too is like once you get a fan base then you can um you can do some stuff outside of the box that's not you know in hip-hop 16 bars you know of right of course, course you can kind of mix it up and and your fan base will give you that that leeway to do some creative things
2: yeah i don't know i'm always more like uh if you just whatever it is you're doing if you do it in a way that makes you excited and inspired and all that like it's going to translate for somebody sure you know yeah. somebody else is going to like it like a lot of people do think like uh like if they don't write to this specific pop formula or whatever like it's nobody's going to like it nobody's going to listen and i mean sure maybe it's not going to be on the top 40 but like to think you're just so special and so unique and so creative that nobody else in the world is going to relate yeah. to, you know, like that's the most selfish, just ridiculous thing to that's think true. that, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know,
1: it's funny. You say that, that uh, once you build this fan base, I was in the day room one time and, and Snoop Dogg came on. Right. But it wasn't Snoop Dogg. Like we know he, he came out and he said, I'm Snoop oh, yeah,
2: Right. And right. now he's
1: on TV and, and, all these dudes This dude Specifically this one dude He was from California We called him Westside And uh, he's like Y'all y'all shut up Shut up man Snoop Dogg on We gonna listen to Snoop Dogg <laughs> Right And so Snoop come out And it's, it's like this Jazzy Bluesy Nonsensical Like Like he had too much Codeine before he went on <laughs> uh-huh. And And He oh, He up. leaves Got He leaves my cup. He leaves the day room And he's like That ain't my Snoop Dogg That ain't my Snoop Dogg <laughs>
0: Well, you see that same thing with Kanye. Yeah, you know, yeah. Kanye came out and he had all the hits and he's worked on all the big records yeah. and for all the most popular rappers and all that. And now he's doing his own thing. And yeah. it's not it's not what people fell in love with. But Kanye I'm, I'm down
2: for people to do to, to do something different. If that's like just that's what they're inspired with right now. Like, go for it. I'm not into like. commercial production well i'm not into when you like you Mm -hmm. were saying like we did one thing and now i got to do something totally different just to like prove to you that i can do horror movies too or whatever because to me that's just like you being selfish and insecure and like nobody cares we're just we just want you to (laughs) make you know what i mean nobody was watching you because nobody was sitting there going you can't do all these other like we just want the good product at the end of it you know
0: I, i think it's smart though as musicians and i always told you know our record label this, like I understand that you wanna make your music, right? But I think it's smart that if we, we do put one or two of those radio sound
2: yeah
0: projects on, on your, your on your album. So sure. because you really you, that sound catches people's ears.
2: Yeah. You know, because but it still can't be fake. It's still, still cannot, gotta be right. It's gotta be yours. No yeah them. for
0: sure. Um, because then that'll draw them into the rest of your your the rest of your your music and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. So
2: yeah, like the next song, me and Ben are gonna put out probably in January. Now uh, we're gonna shoot a video for it. That's what I was asking for that smoke machine yeah, yeah. today, which is a bummer. But anyway, uh, like it's gonna be a much more like radio format, right. like in the song length and just kind of like the way it's uh, arranged and all. Right. But it's still very much like. a a eucalyptian song it's the way we wanted to do it and all yeah but it's not like a six minute you know four minute solo song or whatever like that it's you can put it in the radio three minutes or whatever and it'll fit yeah but we'll also have if we want to have another song it's got a seven minute guitar solo in it just because we like it like we can do that later too. you know yeah i
0: think that's smart i think that's smart you know all right man well i called you guys here today yeah See, because I'm, I'm dealing with some things in my life that I just want to just talk about because if I'm dealing with it, I know that other people are dealing with it or they have dealt with it and then, um, or they're going to deal with it. And I called Brother Calvin and I was just asking him some stuff and I'm trying to walk through some other family members through this thing and um, I'm talking about toxic people in our life. You know, we all have toxic people in our life or we know toxic people and um And I think the thing about toxic people is that even if they come with, like, a tattoo on their head that says toxic, (laughs) it's difficult to avoid them, right? You know, Uh it's one of those things that we have to decide um, how we allow them in our lives, How 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 do they affect us, and how do we cut them out? how do we limit them to the access that they have in our life? And, um, because a lot of times it's not just random people that have these toxic, you know, personalities. Um, it's coworkers, uh, family members, in-laws, maybe step parents, you know, aunts, uncles, different things like that. And, uh, so I called Brother Calvin yesterday and I was just like, man, I'm really struggling with this. I just want to make sure I'm making the right decision. And then he shared a story and it was just like so similar to what I was going on in my life. So I did what I, I do as I, I try to fix it. You know, I try to come up with a solution, um, you know, a three step program or whatever <laughs> it is, you know, um, because I think that if we systematically go through things and we understand how we can apply certain things to our life, that we can make these things better. And and I'm, and I'm trying to do it in my own life. I'm trying to um, walk family members through it right now on how to have the, the lens of Jesus, but also protect my heart and protect my family's heart. Um, so, I know that you kinda of have a, a um, you know, a story about toxic people and, and I'm sure I'm sure you do too, James. Is, is there like a you know, a couple minutes or whatever that you know, one of y'all can just share a story about something? Well
2: first can you define what you mean by toxic person? Well
1: and, and let me say there's a difference between toxic people and toxic relationships. Yeah. Because you can have some solid people who are together and toxic together and not be good together but you know they're just genuinely solid people anyway
0: that was me and my best friend growing up so we i mean he's a great guy i was a really good guy at at that time but put us together and we were hellions
1: right so (laughs) there there is a clear definition here and maybe we can touch on both subjects you know as the podcast goes but just understanding that Toxic people doesn't necessarily translate into toxic relationship because there's some people that are just toxic, you know, in general. They're just a toxic person.
2: But So what do we mean? What's a toxic person? Somebody that is
0: just really trying to intrude on your life that doesn't have. And and a lot of time there's mental illness that's connected with it um, that is manipulative, um, that's trying to get their way, taking it taking advantage of maybe the good in your life uh, to get the, their direction in their life.
1: Um, I know manipulation is a, is a classic sign of, of toxic type people, you know, and that doesn't necessarily mean that these people don't have their own issues, but you know, if we, if we, if we go back to the beginning, you know, I'm talking about Adam and Eve kind of beginning. God has never sought out to manipulate anybody. He's always been upfront with what he's doing, you know, if, and, and the devil is the one that has to come in and manipulate situations and deceive people and bring in this blindfold of guilt and shame and, other things in order to get people to do the things that he wants them to do. And, um, you know, that's not of God. And immediately, as soon as I see manipulation going on, you know, somebody coming to me with manipulation and, you know, both of y'all know I've been in the penitentiary as a Christian, as a mature Christian, one of the things that I would see, <laughs> just classic is, is newer Christians, Right, people who just got saved and God has like really touched their life, and they immediately want to help other people. Right, they want to, they want others to see this new salvation. And so, they would go to help somebody and they'd go to talk to somebody, and, and then you know, they go to do their own thing. And somebody comes up, Hey, man, can I have something? You know, can I have a soup, or can I have some chips, or can I have this? And he's like, Well, you know, I don't I don't really have all that. And he said, well, man, ain't you a Christian?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, classic manipulation. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. like if you're if you don't give me what I want, you're not a Christian and God doesn't love you anymore.
0: Right. And then that kind of really leads into the my first. I, I wrote, wrote down five things here that uh, that I think, especially for my situation, that. I'm going to share with this other other family members that kind of help them walk through. Be empowered by your motives. We have to be empowered. We have to, you know, Joshua 1 and 9 says, this is my command, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. So we have to understand that God is with us when we when we make these decisions. You know, we have to do this prayerfully. We have to do this um, with God in in, um, in our understanding And we have to make these decisions From from um, a powerful place Like that Instead of making it From a very em- emotional place Absolutely um, When we make it From a, uh, an emotional place Then we become the victim Of this person And them getting What they want from us Right uh, So being a, a powerful person um, We have the Choice to choose what goes on in our life, and if you're not doing it from a powerful position, then um, you're going to be all in your feelings. Mm-hmm. And I think that you—that's where you get the peace from, right? That's where you get the peace from when you can take take control of the situation.
2: Yeah,
1: we were talking about defining toxic people. Like James says, well, what is a toxic person? Yeah. Okay, so somebody who's extremely selfish, you know, their needs before yours. Uh I would say somebody who's willing to do and say just about anything to get those selfish needs met, right? Sure. Somebody who takes, takes, takes and and doesn't give at all, right? Uh You know, I, I'm just I'm just the de- you know basically trying to characterize habits that I've seen, but that you changes
0: know, the mute, m- mood in the in the room when they come in you know and changes it to a negative way
1: right sometimes they're hyper aggressive yep you know and and other times they're passive aggressive right so
0: yeah and those 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 type of people you have to come from a place of authority a place of power, don't let them have um position in your life you know I think it's important that when you come at, at, in, a, in a very meek place they're going to take advantage of you they're going to find those places in their in your life where um, you know what was told to me when I was trying to defend some of my other family members when I was talking to the person is because I didn't call them back right away and they felt like if I didn't call them back right away then it, it was something that I was doing oh, I hate that stuff yeah. And they said, Manipulation. And and
2: they said, I ain't calling you back.
0: Well, if you that. call me back, maybe God will bless you.
2: <laughs>
0: so they're, they're like, already, they
2: got God's blessing yeah, like, authority. Like That's exactly they're pulling, <laughs> what I said. They're,
0: they're pulling God's strings for me, right? Because uh, yeah. they know I'm a pastor. They know that I'm serious about my faith. So they're yeah. using that piece. Well, God will bless you if you call me back and we'll deal with this. Because why? They won't get me on the phone. So they can use all their antics yeah. to get what they want. It's not because they want not have conversation. No. That's not what it's about. It's about selfish needs. Right. And, and I took a position where I was very stern. It was already thought through. Um, and that helped control the conversation when I was there. Now, if I would have went there and I didn't know what I was going to say, I didn't. Uh, really understand what we were about to walk through. I could have been into, I could have fell into everything that they wanted me to fall into, you know? So I think it's important that we, we come with, with, you know, uh, a place of encouragement and
1: power uh, and be stern with those type of people. Well, and I, I agree. And one of the things that, you know, what's great And I'm going to just say this. What's, what's super cool is that James goes, well, what is a toxic person? You know, and that, that just tells me that, man, I've known your family a very long time and your family is a super strong grounded family and grounded in logical truth, you know? And, and so that kind of stuff rubs off, you know, on, on your kids, on your, on your spouses, on your cousins and things like that. And you identify these toxic people without even realizing that you identify these toxic people and you stay away from them. Yeah. High school is full of toxic people, Yeah, you know, peer pressure. What is that? It's, it's a classic sign of manipulation and toxicity. You know, I, I want you to do what I want you to do and you don't love me if you don't fill in the blank, you know, you, you just don't love me anymore. Well, dang man, you're right.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) You know, I mean, when the real (laughs) statement needs to be, look, you know, I'm very uncomfortable doing this. And if you really loved me, you wouldn't ask me to do something I'm very uncomfortable doing.
2: Right. I think most most of the problems with the whole how do I deal with a toxic person stuff? If most people, they just don't have the confidence that they need. They don't have a wait. What's up? Oh, I got you. I'm sorry. If you are confident, you know who you are, you know what you stand for. The whole little manipulation or whatever from all these toxic people, it's not gonna matter to you because whatever they're saying to you, it's not gonna change who you are, who you feel. So when they say stuff like, Hey, if you don't call me back, you know, whatever, whatever. I mean, I could just tell them, No, that's not true. This is what's going on. Here you go. You know, balls in your court. And then I'm I just dude, I just am so uninterested with uh People like being upset with me. I'm. Th- I've also been living with this, um, this idea of just being completely undeniable in whatever the thing is you're trying to do. So if you're trying to be good at something, you you want to be good at an instrument, be undeniably good at it. You want to be a good Christian, be undeniably good Christian, good, good spouse, whatever you know. And so, so if somebody's trying to like manipulate me into well, you don't love me if you don't do this. Hey, you don't care if you don't do this. Like. There's no, you can't even make that argument with me because everybody else around you, it's so undeniable. Of course, I care about that person. Of course, I'm this or that or whatever. So I just, I just don't have time or I I don't care (laughs) enough to deal with people's emotions like that. I'll try to, uh, I'll try to, uh, what's the word? Like, I mean, I'm going to approach them in love and I'll tell them, no, well, that's not the case. This is why I do care. And if I can help you, this is how I can do it. You know, let me know but like I'm not going to spend a bunch of time and effort into like trying to please people like that.
0: Right. And I, I think that that's a really good, I, li- I like what you said to be undeniably good at whatever it is. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and what you just said just really leads us to the, the second thing, be clear about our ban- boundaries. And you said, if I can help you, this is how
2: I can. Yeah. Or, or maybe, or you tell me, can I help you like this? Right. And I can tell you if that's reasonable or not. And then you clearly
0: know? set the boundaries. In Proverbs 25 and 17, it says, do not visit your neighbor too often, or you will wear out your welcome.
2: Yeah. You know,
0: and there's a lot of that going on with the, you know, the toxic people, you know, they wear out their welcome. They burn the bridges. Um, they've normally used up all of their favors. Um, so, When we're dealing with them, we have to set firm boundaries and let them know exactly where these boundaries are. And if you cross them, these are consequences, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you have to stand by them. You can't go, oh, well. And then I think you see a a lot of this in um, um, kids and parents, right? And, um, you know, the parents say you have to do this. And then, you know, they they cross the line and the parents is like, "Okay, but next time.
2: Oh, yeah. No, you, you can't know, be doing that. Dude. You can't be
0: doing that because you set a boundary and then you broke the boundary. Yeah. You know, and the Bible talks about, you know, cornerstones. Those cornerstones are there for a reason because it marks the boundaries of where things happen in, in, in that culture and in that time. Um, You're not so,
2: trustworthy. No. Stuff. And if the, you that, say you can't do this and then they do it and then nothing happens. I mean, how do I know that I can trust you when you say, hey, I'll be there for you when this happens? Like I can't trust you at all because your word changes right. all the time, you know.
0: And I think as Christians, that God gives us, um, what we call that voice inside. We have to listen to that voice. Sure, you know, um, Sandra has that a great voice inside of her head because she's she she always tells me we can be around somebody for like a minute and a half, and she said you need to watch him,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I'm like okay. Over the years, <laughs> yeah. I what kind of what you were saying before, you know, like. Um, I'm always that guy that's always trying to give somebody the benefit of the doubt, you know. And over the years since Sandra and I first got married, oh, let's just give them the benefit of the doubt, this and that. Because I was all, my ministry was always the sketchy people, yeah. people that were on drugs, people that just came off the street. And we, we have to give them the benefit of the doubt. We You know, we got to give them a little way. They're, they're trying to get where they're going. And she's like automatically, nah, they, they playing. <laughs> You know, and at first I was just like, come on, man, you need to have passion on it, compassion on these people. And she was just like, damn, I'm telling you. But over the years, I'm like, "Okay, Yeah. That voice in her head is real. And I think that if we are if we're in tune with God, that we need to listen to that voice because ninety nine point nine percent of the time it's not wrong. Oh, yeah. You know, it's right. So we have to be able to listen to that.
2: Usually you'll find out, but it might take you an extra few months or whatever or a year. You'll figure it'll you know, it'll be undeniably like, hey, that person's not good for you. Yeah.
1: But Yeah, I've got that voice. I can be around people for a little bit and I can just basically something in my head says, eh. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and I would I would tell Pastor Mark years and years ago and we'd be doing something and, and I'd be like, Man, look, I don't know what's going on, but you need to watch that guy, okay? You need to, you know, mind mind your business around him. Yeah. And, and later on, I mean, I wouldn't know what's going on, but something in the back of the, the head, the little twitchy brain going, ding, <laughs> ding, 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 something's wrong. And, uh, you know, more times than not, it would come out to be.
2: But it's not just people. Like, it's, <clears throat> like, people can be telling me about, like, Hey, why don't we need to do this thing? It'll be like this. We should do this. But like, you'll know pretty quick. Like, I'll get you'll get that feeling in your stomach whenever yeah. they're describing the thing. Like, oh, I should be doing this. I shouldn't be doing this. Hey,
1: know? James, I got a great idea, man. You'll love it. There's this bank down the street, <laughs> and <we> just, <laughs> <laughs> wait till know But it's meant to minute. be
2: something like that. Maybe <laughs> wait a minute, Maybe it's just like, hey, I want to start this new project. I want you to help me on it. I think it would be great. It would be really good. We could reach these people. Like, you'll know. I At least I know pretty quick like oh this is something I should start I should invest time in or now nah, this is going to be a yeah, uh, this is gonna be a bad spot for me. Yeah mm-hmm.
0: I think when we talk about boundaries, well, we, we have to have boundaries man when we start when we're young, you know it's one of those things that I heard this heard this comedian say one time that um, he was laying in bed with his wife and his kids and they were all just having this great time. And uh, he was talking about his his wife got out of bed and she went to cook breakfast. And uh, he said, I was just laying there with these kids. He said, two girls. And he said, I, I, I told myself right then that I would never cheat on my wife because I didn't want to lose this. Mm-hmm. So he was telling another story about him and
2: wait yeah. he just said it after he had two kids he didn't say that like before they got married and stuff <laughs> that I wasn't think, a part of his vows or anything
1: this?
0: but I but think yeah. I think that was like an aha moment for him like life is so I never so, want to ruin it I yeah. never want to ruin life is so great
2: I'm never going to ruin this right.
0: but he said you know when he it's, was in college it's just
2: a little late yeah. <laughs> No wonder all these marriages are ending, dude. He said when but he was in two college kids before he decided to stay. Hey, <laughs> this guy. I'm He's sorry, saying, I'm ruining your story.
0: But- <laughs> he said when he was in college that he was in uh, this Russian. You know, he was learning to speak Russian, and they took this trip to Russia. And um, he said they told him when they got over there. Like, he. By, by the way, this comedian was voted number one in Rolling Stone magazine for the biggest partier in whatever college he was at, right?
2: Uh-huh.
0: So he goes, you know, in the in the goes to Russia and they tell him, "Look. This is back in the 90s when the Russian mafia was running everything in the in Russia. They said like, "We've hired these Russian mobsters to keep us safe. So whatever you do, don't mess with them. They're not going to mess with you. They're just going to keep you safe." He was just like they're going to be my best friend, <laughs> you know, and uh, so he goes on, and, he, and he, then he said, "He like, he, he found himself robbing the train. He says, to be fair, I robbed myself, too, you know, but he said that the problem was that he never had the conversation to himself, like, I'm never going to be involved with the Russian mob, <laughs> you know, he had that about his wife cheating, but I think... And to get where I'm going, we have to have boundaries and we have to decide like early on. You know, I talk to my kids
1: about... (laughs) Do you have to have a conversation with yourself about not getting involved with the mafia?
2: (laughs) Yeah, man, I I think about it most days.
1: That seems like...
2: Today, uh, (laughs) we are not going to get involved. Man,
1: these eggs are good. You know, I don't think I should get involved with the mafia today.
0: (laughs) Uh, But I talk about my kids, (laughs) about sex. You know, if you haven't already said no you're not going to have sex before marriage. There's no chance. Yeah. If you said no, there might be a chance, you know? So there's these, these boundaries are, yeah, you ain't going to say no in the moment. No, if, not in the moment. Yeah. And that's why I was trying to tell Luke, you know, I'm just like, man, you have to have already had told yourself where you're going to stop and start and all those things. Mm-hmm. Because in the moment you start thinking with different parts of your body and all those things. And, and, you know, yep. you have to have, you have to have boundaries.
1: Yeah. And I
0: think what, you know, even in all, aspect, all aspects of your life. So my kids have married and moved back in. Uh, but there's always, there's always boundaries. Hey, this is what we're going to do. We, you know, you can move in here for three months. Uh, but here's the rules. Mm-hmm. I, I, I will not see any shopping sprees because you're moving here to save money. <laughs> right. You know? I will not, you know, buy. you will not be buying new cars. Mm-hmm. I will not be babysitting your kids every weekend. You yeah. know, yeah. we set these boundaries up, not because I don't want them to have nice things, not because I don't want to babysit their kids every single weekend, mm-hmm. but I want them to be successful in life. Yeah. And then if, you know, if we don't have those things set in place, then I'm doing them a disfavor.
1: Absolutely. You
0: know, I'm not giving them that, that step that they need.
1: Yeah, you're creating dependency right. instead of independency.
0: Right. So, I mean, just not... just These things are not just about toxic people, but these yeah, are, I was
2: going to say man, Are we, are we relating your uh, kids and stuff? No, no, no. They're not toxic at it's all. It's coming but, out who this story is about.
0: But I think that these are <laughs> just good things in life, period. Sure. Yeah. Good things yeah. in life, period. Number three, I got, don't judge. Matthew 7 says, don't judge or you'll be judged. Yeah. Right? Um... When we're in these situations, that especially when we're talking about family members and and different things like that, we have to be understanding. We have to be compassionate, kind, and respectful. Um, But we have to be also those things for ourselves, too. You know, we have to be compassionate on ourselves. We have to be kind. We have to understand that this isn't just a a one-sided deal. Mm -hmm. You know, this goes both ways. And I think a lot of times as Christians, we... We try to be more compassionate about the other person than we look at our own like mental and physical
2: health. Yeah. How do you balance the judge not lest you be judged with like what we were talking about earlier with uh, hey you better keep an eye on that guy?
1: Well I uh let's let me let me speak on that uh I'm the one that said it.
2: Yeah, let's hear
1: it. <laughs> so I think that verse is is more indicative of that word judgment being condemn, you know, do not condemn. It is not, it is not my job to condemn anybody in the sense of their salvation or anything else, but you cannot, that does not apply to judgment. Like saying, James, by choosing the friends that you have, you're not exercising good judgment. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? So when, when we look at somebody and we say, you know, they say, don't judge me, you know, I'm not condemning you because I have no authority and no power to condemn you, but I'm exercising judgment and saying that you are toxic. You know, I'm exercising that good judgment. If you look through, um, in the book of Romans, I cannot remember what chapter, but he was talking to the judges and saying that their judgment is, uh, is toxic basically it goes along with this podcast. Their judgment is, is corrupt because they they too live in sin. How can you exercise good judgment, uh, you know, at a trial or in a situation where you're a mediator? You're supposed to be exercising authority and power by practicing this stuff. And you can't exercise that good judgment if you're living in bad judgment. If you're already living in sin, you can't exercise judgment according to God's word. So, and cast,
0: I cast the first fir stone type deal.
1: Right. And and the reality is we can't throw a stone. You know, we are not to condemn, you know, do not condemn lest you be condemned. But at the same time, we have to exercise good judgment. That's the whole, that's the whole growth of being a Christian. You know, the whole growth of being a Christian, the whole New Testament you know, Paul talks about, look, put off these things, put off these old sinful things, put on these new things, put on these new Christian, these new life, these new, you know, good judgment, quality things, put on love and hope and faith and, and put away sin and selfishness and lust. And and so when 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 we look at somebody and we see the, we hear that little bell go off and we see those little red flags and say, hey, you know, this is potentially a person who is going to try to use me. You know, that that is the type of stuff where God says, look, stay away from that, right. you know. And and if you're somebody who's in a righteous position, as far as, you know, you're sanctified, you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you can speak into that person, you know. But if you're already tainted, if you're already, you know, consumed in sin, you can't speak to that situation. Yeah. Right. Right. But, yeah.
0: Yeah. I wrote down here, it's always easier to feel okay about putting up boundaries if you haven't hurt someone else in the process. So by not judging them, by having compassion, and and then saying, okay, here's my boundaries, you can sleep good at night because you know you've done it the right way. Right. You exercise that good judgment. You're right. So I think it's super important that we, you know, um, you know we, we make sure that we're not, you know, Casting them out because they have these issues, but at the same time, we're protecting ourselves. At the same time, you know. Um, number four, don't expect change. Jeremiah seventeen and nine that said, "The human heart is most deceitful of all things, right?" And wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? So I think at at, at the core of everything, man, look, we're wicked people. Absolutely. Know? Um, and we get to stand here today and talk about these things because we have a Savior. And yeah. a, a lot of these people, if if you get to the root of it, there's a void of Christ in their life. They can come to church. They can say that they're Christians. But if you look at the core of their life, that there's, there's this void, right? And that's the only thing that we can stand on to make... I should make sure, but to really lean into that, there's hope for us, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so, one thing that I always thought about was, you know, oh, I can, I can change them. You know, I can, I can, I can work hard, and I can, I can guide and, and lead them to this. But at the end of the day, if if they're not ready to do it, don't expect to change. Because what's going to happen is you're gonna you're gonna live in their failure, yeah, right. You're gonna live in their failure, and and most of the time you can't change toxic people. You can't you just you're just not going to be able to do it. We have to decide that to, to stand uh, by our boundaries. You know, understand that God is the only one that can change their heart, and uh, just kind of walk walk through it as the best that we can, we can and understand that what's most important is the
1: ones that love you the way you love. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think, you know, all of us here are, are, are saved. And, uh, you know, the growth, the growth of a Christian is, is one where we're trying to, allow God to deal with the problems in our life, the insecurities, things that he reveals over time. And I know, you know, there's a lot of toxic people that, uh, they have some, they have faulty foundation. You know, it, it, it goes back. It goes back. It goes deep into their heart, into their life. And some of them are toxic because they've been put in toxic environments and this is what they know. And you show them a better way and they want change. You know, they don't want to live in the mess and the muck and the miry and manipulation and lies. They really don't. But that's what they know. You know, and those are the ones, like you said, that that we can change if they're ready for change. You know, those are the ones that if we make ourselves available, You know, those are the ones that that succumb to addictions and things because they don't know how to cope with other issues. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we can we can give them the light that's been given to us. You know, the only reason we're here is by grace. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, otherwise I would be off the rails somewhere. You know what I mean? I'd be dead or worse. And uh, I know by God's saving grace, the things that he brought me from, you know, I can help somebody with that. But I have to also be willing to see when that person, have you ever invested into people in a way or a person, okay, an individual and and that person said all the right things and they did all the right things and then, you know, months and months and months go by, years go by, and then you find out that, man, that person is not at all who you thought they were or who they portrayed themselves to be. be. You know what I mean? And to me, I'm looking at at a situation where I I want this for them, right? You know, I want this for them almost too much, you know? And I think they can see that I want this for them, and so they want to give me what I want instead of receiving what they need. Mm -hmm. And, and because of that, they're able to use that and manipulate me into doing things that maybe I wouldn't normally do because I've allowed myself to be bonded to this situation because I'm pouring into this person. Right. And, and setting up those boundaries, especially as they come, because sometimes You know, sometimes I don't wake up in the morning and say to myself, you know, today is a day that I should probably not get involved with the Russian mafia. (laughs) You know, but if I ever found myself in a situation where I'm pouring into somebody and he says, look, Calvin, I need to tell you I'm with the mafia. And I have to be like, well, today might be a day. You know, am I bonded to the situation or do I need to put up those boundaries and be like, Vlad? Buddy, you got to go. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you have to. You have to have that discernible point where you recognize that. Wait a minute. This is a this is a situation of manipulation, and not a situation where they're receiving what God would have for them.
0: Yeah, I think that's. I think that's good when when we get into a position where um, when you was talking about. Um, People giving you what you want because I think that's the right thing instead of receiving what they need. Right, right. Uh, I see that in, in um, my kids because of the position that I hold in the church. They they feel like they need to give me with you know what I'm asking for instead of having the relationship for themselves. Right. Uh, not because they don't want the relationship right, for right. themselves, but because they know this is what this is what Dad does and. This is how he he acts and all these things. So they just fall in line with those things, right? They eat the same Doritos that you eat. Right. You know, they, they go, they like the same music you, you listen to because that's all they've ever listened to. Yeah, They're in the backseat of the car bobbing their head because dad's bobbing their head some hip hop, you know? So now they like hip hop. And it's the same thing that you hear all the time. Well, you're a Christian because your parents are a Christian, right? you know? And then I think a lot of times we you, we lose our young people are young adults because of that same thing? Because they were just giving their parents what they
1: thought they parents what their parents wanted, right? And not identifying and taking in what they needed for themselves, right? Right? Just comes from a different place, not out
0: of any spite or anything like right. that. Just because they've always just given, 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 and then they wake up one day, um, allowed to make their own decision, and they realize this whole time it's just based on everybody else and not them.
1: So real quick, let's uh let's cover some things that toxic people look for. Maybe not necessarily what they overtly look for like, oh, I'm looking for this, you know, particular thing. But when 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 that cord is struck, it's able to be plucked over and over and over again. So insecurity, right? A toxic person and and look Most of the time uh, you're going to be manipulated by somebody who's close to you. Yep. Okay. Some random person just comes off the street, you know, and, and, you know, I don't care how they're dressed, you know, homeless to businessman. It doesn't matter. They come off the street. Your guard is up. You're not giving them, you're not open to them. Right now. A family member comes in somebody that you've known since childhood Somebody that you've cared deeply for, you know, they already have an inroad into your life. Right. And, and these come also from friends, you know, deep relationships that you've developed in schools. But insecurities, you know, if you have an insecurity towards guilt, you know, I heard uh, I was watching a show the other day and uh, I can't remember what it was, but the, the priest was a Catholic priest. And and he confessed to being guilty to this crime that he didn't commit, right? And the cop is like, he confessed, he's guilty. And the other guy said, look, he didn't do it. He's Catholic. He feels guilty about everything, <laughs> you know. But if you have that, <laughs> I should have given me the the, yeah. wah, wah, wah. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, when you have that that insecure guilt or shame or things like that. Those are things that people can really take advantage of. You know, I don't have any place to go. I don't have anything, you know, but really it's, it's a tactic. Yeah. You know, and you've got to, you've got to be able to recognize those tactics and, and, and see what they are for what they are.
2: I was I was going to say, I, I mean, you're talking about insecurities. I feel like, most toxic people quote unquote that i've come across in my life um sure they definitely prey on insecurities but it almost always comes from their own insecurities and then that goes back to like you were talking about earlier with you know judge not lest you be judged and you can't condemn yourself for having insecurities and so you shouldn't be doing that for them of course you still shouldn't be taken advantage of for them and work on yourself don't be uh You know, condemn yourself all the time either. But yeah, it almost always comes down to it's their own insecurities, their own weaknesses and stuff that they're trying to
0: Yeah, and and I think with toxic people is that
2: what they're doing
0: is coming from a a survival instinct Mm -hmm. from their bad decisions. Right. Right. So um even if it's their insecurities, it's coming from a different place than the, the insecurities that they're preying on. You know? Yeah.
1: They're preying on You're good because of
0: their negative.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. They developed that negative survival instinct. Right. You know, and man, I, I, I know a guy and, uh, man, he come up to me one time and, uh, Mr. Mr. Owens, he come up to me one time. Right. And, and he's an older guy and he says, you know, you know, brother, can you help me out? You know, and, and I said, well, what do you mean? And he said, well, man, I don't have any deodorant. And I said, Duh. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know? No, 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 <laughs> man. So I said, look, man, Next, I know he was indigent. So I said, look, man, next time I go to commissary, I get you some deodorant. So I go to commissary, I get some deodorant and I get some soap and, uh, you know, and, and I go to give it to him. And uh, he comes back later on in the week and I can't remember exactly what he, what he said, but you know, it wasn't, it wasn't thank you, you know, or anything like that. And I don't, I don't need a thank you, but it was more of, you know, gimme, you know, like, you know, you got any cookies? And I'm like, well, (laughs) I mean, I don't have any, well, I don't have any cookies either. And I'm like, well, what's that got to do with me? (laughs) Yeah, You know? And, and, this this comes from that take, take, take. You see something good, okay, okay, well there's a good person, there's a you know, I'm gonna go I know they'll give me something, you know. Yeah. That's a different mentality than, look, man, I'm really down and out and I could use some help, you know, and I know look, if you don't, if you don't, that's fine. You know, if you can't, okay. But come and, you know, come at you, sure man, I get you some deodorant, I'll help you out, you know. But then you got cookies. You're gonna feed me. You're gonna be this. You you mm-hmm. know that's that's different. You're taking advantage of something. Yeah. You're taking that's advantage like if, of somebody.
2: Uh, if you're uh, that's like if your kids had moved back then, had been buying new cars, and yeah. Had been doing all that stuff. Absolutely, which is totally different than hey, can you just help us out for a little bit while right. we save some money and do?
0: I I was in that same in this whole situation uh, that I'm going through right now. Uh, I say that I'm going through that I'm helping a family member walk through is. They were like. Well, because you have all of this, then how come you can't help? Yeah. Well, I don't bust my tail every single day because you don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, just because I have doesn't mean that it belongs to in- anybody else besides who I work for every day. Right. I make those decisions. And that's when, you know, what we're talking about, number one, we have to be empowered by those things and understand that, we have the right to say yes or no. Absolutely. Not, not by their words, but by the way we decide, you yeah. know. Um, but if we don't come from that place of power, then we come from a place of weakness. And that's when you get taken advantage from.
1: Well, one of my biggest things is that, you know, when he who the son says free is free indeed. You know, God didn't give us the freedom to say yes only. God gave us the freedom to say no. And to be, you know, if, if he gave us the freedom to make our decisions and we have to, we have to live with those decisions. Now, as we are tied to him, you know, we want to make decisions that draw us closer and closer to him. Now, in, in that sense, when, when you've got people that are like, well, you've got all this stuff, you know, how come you can't give me some of it, you know, and I'm, I sit there and look, you know, for one, you know, you're not my responsibility. You know, I'm I'm working out here. You're not working out here. And the reason you're not working out here is not because you're a disabled veteran who served their country. You're not working out here because you're strung out. You're lazy. You don't want to do it. Right. And so why do I need why do I have to provide for you when you do nothing but take? Right. You're not contributing any kind of goodness to my life, yeah. Because you're not a a contributor. You're a taker,
0: right? Exactly. And and you know these people know that I'm a small business owner. Instead of coming to me and say, "Hey, David, can can you give me a a, a part time job for for a little bit? You know, until I get on my feet." No, they just they have their hand out, you know. And I just preached the message this past Sunday. I would just like. We have to get a place where we're not only taking from the cup, but we're putting back into the cup. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, When once we're always taking, who who's filling the cup? Because yeah. if nobody's filling the cup, then it's going to run dry. Yeah. So somebody has to be putting in the cup. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't just get our debit card and just, just go around and just swipe that sucker all over town until, you know, we get tired. No, it's until it runs out. And it will run out. It's going to run out. And they're, going to, fast. and they're going to say, no, you ain't got no more in your cup, you know? And then you're going to go start begging. And and the Bible says that we're not supposed to be beggars.
1: Right. We're yeah. supposed to be lenders.
0: Right. And we have to get into a place that we're comfortable in that. Yeah. You know?
2: Well, I also think to balance it out, you got to remember, uh, you know, uh, Jesus says, you know, if, however you treat the least of these, like you've also done that to me. So we got to keep a balance of that stuff. But I also, I'm always like, I've talked to you guys about this before. I'm only interested in doing whatever God's will is for my life. So if that is, you know, giving that dude 10 bucks, help him out or whatever it is, then like, I want to do it. But if it's not, if it's to say, hey, no, I'm not helping you out this time. Like, I don't want to throw that money away that God wanted me to put in something else, you know? Right. And that goes back to uh, like what we were talking about before about like, you know if you should be doing that or not you know if that's a good person that you should be on the edge with or not you know you know if you should help them out or not so if they're calling you begging you for help you know if you should help them out help them out and if you shouldn't you know don't <laughs> but uh, don't sit around saying oh I wish maybe I should have I maybe I should have or should was that a bad choice to do it do it or don't you know follow his will or don't it's up to you but there's the whole that that goes back into the whole Hot or cold, you lukewarm, spit you out of your mouth. It's it's all you know. It's all the same thing. Yeah. So, I like I said, it's always just whatever his will is. That's that's all I'm interested in.
0: Yeah,
1: that's good. That is a great perspective. Yep. You know that can save you from a lot of problems that we don't even have to analyze all this other stuff. Look, mm-hmm. if I just stay focused on his will, then the rest of this stuff will just it'll do its own thing.
2: Yeah. And then that goes back to like I said earlier with a with like just being undeniable you know if I'm living an undeniably Christian good life trying to do my best all the time like that person can't come to me and be like you know you never help me out you don't care about me you don't care about nobody you know it's not going to hold any weight at all because at, like I don't fight battles <laughs> for myself if somebody ever says something like there's this dude when I first started working at uh, at Gringo's he came up and he would just like make fun of me all the time And they weren't very good jokes. And I would always just kind of bounce them off. Or maybe if he acts, if it was a little too mean, I might like strike back just a little bit, just be like, hey guy, you know, calm down. But after like a few months of work in there, he came up to me one day and he was like, man, I've been trying to get everybody not to like you since you started here. And I don't, he never even told me why. He just said that. And he's like, and I just finally gave up. I can't do it, man. You're too (laughs) likable. And and, uh, just the point was, uh, the stuff he said didn't matter because everybody else knew exactly who James was. So if he said James is a jerk, James is an idiot, he treats me bad, whatever, everybody said, that doesn't sound like James. I know he does this for me. He treats me great. He's right. been nothing but nice to me. So all of that stuff from these you know toxic people, whatever they want to throw at you, if you're living that undeniable life, it's not going to stick. You don't have to worry about it.
0: Yeah, that's good. That's real good. But And I think I'll, that's good for people that have high self-esteem you know like you you're very confident in yourself and what god has for your life and but you know there's other people out there that are looking for somebody to um recognize them they're looking for somebody to lift them up and they're and that's how they fall trapped you know you hear all these these old people that fall trapped to these like scammers and different things because you know they're lonely yeah you know they're they they want to help people and they want to be involved in in lives and yeah. uh, different things like that and you, and you end up falling trapped to it. So I got
1: a story, and it was kind am like you. I'm just like
2: you yeah, keep, you know. But all those people that you're talking about, you are supposed to, they're looking for somebody. Look, you know that's God. He's already feeling it about you,
1: right? Well, and, on, and you're, that. you're right. You are absolutely right. But so many people have, you know. This is this goes back to what I said about about you having that family structure that's that's filtered that into you I mean since you were a baby you've taken those things on and made them foundational they're they're a part of your being and you don't even realize they're a part of your being now other people who've lived in serious dysfunction and come from generations and generations and generations of dysfunction now they all they know their foundation is dysfunctional yeah. or mental health. Right. And, and I mean, man, I grew up in a home where passive aggressiveness was every day mm-hmm. and, and I didn't, as a kid, you kind of, you feel it out, you know, you're like, okay, can I go talk to him today? Nope, not today. Okay. I'm going to go watch, I'm going to go watch cartoons, you know, and, and whatever. And when you grow up with that, you, you, I didn't even realize that it was a problem until I was a saved grown individual, right? And then I start looking at scenarios and going, wait a minute, that's not healthy. That's not good. Yeah. But all that to say that that uh so I know I know this guy, right? He uh to kind of say what Pastor Dave was talking about here, they're lonely. So there's many, 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 many stories of of uh people that are locked up and they write they write letters to these women, right? They and these women write back. They you know, they pen pal, right? And guys specifically pen pal with women. Okay. Why do you think that is? Unless, Hello. unless Does you're that not- Man's son. <laughs> <laughs> right. Larry, you know, Larry he Lane,
0: she, him, her, whatever.
1: I mean, if, if I would write everybody, right. I mean, I'm writing, I'm writing, I'm writing out of the, the, the right mentalities, the right motives. Yeah. You know, a lot of these guys are themselves lonely and they're looking for a pen pal and they're looking for somebody pen pally. And uh, <laughs> these women they end up becoming victim. And, and what happens Mm -hmm. is they, oh, you know, I, I, man, I thank you so much. It's this, 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 and months of writing letters, you know, it's like, man, it's been hard out here. You know, I just, I don't have any deodorant. I don't have any soap. (laughs) I don't have any food, you know, and, and, and man, if you could, you know, you know, work it in there to kind of ask for a little bit, you know, and, and, there was one guy he he didn't write too good right and so he'd ask me he said man can you help me write my wife right so i would write i would write he would you know tell me and i basically write it out mm-hmm. and and he would mail it and then one day he goes hey man can you help me write a letter and i said sure and uh i noticed when he when he said dear so and so it wasn't his wife right it was another woman and so i wrote the name and i'm just kind of like
0: Player, uh, player, uh. and so
1: and so, right mm-hmm. off, right off, he said, "I'm, I'm like, hmm." He says, "Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm six two, and, uh, and I'm like,
0: <laughs> pull your I, five Yeah, I'm,
1: yeah, I'm <laughs> six two, six packed out. I'm like, man, you four hundred and fifty pounds, right? bro. <laughs> but, I mean, after about the first sentence, man, I, I stopped, I said, I said, man, what is this, bro?
2: <laughs> what are we doing here?
1: I said, look you know just yesterday we was writing your wife man i'm i'm a i'm a guy that that believes in honoring his wife so this ain't happening yeah. you know and i said look man don't ask me to do this no more at all i'm not writing anybody for you yeah you know and and because i and he come up later and he's like man you right i apologize and this and that but that's not the point you understand what i'm saying there was another guy he was writing this girl and she had a she had a special needs daughter and so this girl is collecting a check to stay home and take care of her daughter. Her wow. daughter is super disabled and he's writing her. And this is somebody that he's known in his past. It wasn't just a pen pal. This was somebody that had been in his life before. So he's writing her. And and this this is an individual that I poured into. I poured into a lot. Man, we would have Bible studies. We would you know, we were like this. You know, we were tight. And, uh, man, I encouraged him. I helped him develop his own studies to bring to the table with the men. And, and so I, he would write this, this, this lady and, and, uh, she lived over here kind of close to, to our church. So he asked me one day, he says, uh, man, you think uh, your wife could pick her up and bring her? And I said, uh, well, I'll ask her. So I talked to, I talked to my wife. She said she was fine with it. So she walks into visitation. Right. And I noticed there's a huge discrepancy here. You know, you kind of see people and you're like, wait a minute, what's happening here? What is really going on? You know, he you know, I'm not Superman's son. okay? (laughs) my boy wasn't ugly. All right. You know, and this girl that walks in, she's at least 15 years older than him and she's she's a little homely you know yeah, i'm she's not Not a looker
0: she,
1: you know i'm looking i'm going dang homely. what is happening here this is not this is not a this doesn't look right to me you know because i'm coming from a place of already going what is this manipulation going on here right your eye carometer is off right <laughs> so they sit down and they you know they have their visit we have our visit everybody goes back everybody's happy So then I begin to ask questions, right? I begin to, you know, he's telling me about her and she's writing and this and that. Oh, she's going to get me a parole lawyer. You know, oh man, I'm, I'm writing her asking for, you know, money from my, my commissary or whatever. And I began to ask him, I said, you know, you know, what, what is your plans with her? You know, what, what are you, what's the long game? And, uh, oh, you know, well, I don't know. I said, well, look, all this stuff, you just told me she was going to get you a parole lawyer. I know them, them. Them guys are not, you know, not cheap. They're expensive. So he's like, yeah, it's going to be like five grand. Right. And so he's constantly asking for, you know, money on his commissary. She's supporting him. She's writing him. She's keeping him company. He's sharing things with her. And, and, and it just, to me, I'm looking at it going, man, are you going to marry this girl? Cause I know, I know in my heart that she is expecting that when you walk out this door. Yeah you know and if you were leading her to believe that but you have no intention of doing it then you're wrong
2: Yeah. Yeah,
1: you're wrong brother and I would I would tell him this no we're gonna get it man that was we ended up getting separated he ended up getting moved to a new tank and uh I see him in the hallway one day or I see him at chow or something and I tell him you know and he says uh he says uh I said hey Sylvia's coming and he says uh He says, man, I don't think I want to see Sylvia no more. (laughs) Right. And we've been separated a while, so I don't know the juicy stuff. Right. I don't know what's happening. Mm -hmm. And I said, I said, look, it's Saturday. You know, I said, don't refuse this visit because, you know, my wife is bringing her and he's like, "Okay, so we all go to visit. We have, you know, do our visitation stuff. But then a couple weeks later, you know, he's telling me after visit, we're stuck in the hallway, he's telling me how he doesn't, you know, I don't want her coming up here no more. I said, that's fine. I'm going to tell Shelly, you know, and and I don't want to. Apparently, she had called up here. He had asked for some money for some shoes. I don't have any money on commissary. So she called and asked what was on his books, mm. and he found out. I guess the guy in the commissary overheard something going on with the commissary people. And so, yeah, man, your girl just called checking, you know, checking what's on your books. And uh, he flipped out. Right. And so, man, I'm telling you to the day it was like two weeks later. I'm in the hallway. Hey, man, you think you can uh, get your wife, bring Sylvia up here? I said, I said, why are you out of money? And he said, oh, it's like that. I said, you make it like that, bro. You make it like that. Wow. You know, and after that, I said, look, man, I ain't I ain't going to ask my wife to bring her up here no more. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, when he when he went home after the lawyer that she paid for, after all the money she put on his books, as soon as he got home, burn off. And, you know, that's that's toxic people. Yeah. You know, and that's somebody I was pouring into until it got to a point where I recognized that this is not this is not. The relationship that I'm thinking that it is.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think to, to kind of close us that we've been going for a minute. But if we surround our ourselves around people that love us as much as we love them, that when those people come into our lives, then we'll notice it a whole lot easier. Yeah. But once you're when you're around certain people, and when people are not speaking into your lives, that's when you fall for all the nonsense. Yeah. yeah. Because you're you're hungry for it you're hungry for whatever lie somebody will give you right Mm -hmm. um and the last thing is is probably the most important thing is no matter what you've been through what you're going through forgive yeah forgive them you know because um as much as they're toxic and they're making your life miserable man they need jesus you know they need jesus yeah
1: I, I'm I'm a firm believer in in uh, forgiving. Don't forget. But I'm not going to forget. Yeah. You know, and I'm going to keep my distance and I'm going to keep my guard and I'm going to keep my boundaries on people that that prey on that same exact thing. Oh, you're a Christian. You're supposed to forgive me. You're supposed to, you know, what I'm supposed to do is be in the will of God. And if God says it's OK, well, then I'm good with it because I'm I'm in the will of God. And if God gives me some red flags and some bells going on and some a little voice inside my head that says, look, this is not okay," then guess what? It's not okay. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that we don't do what we can do. Sure. Yeah, absolutely.
0: We forgive them. and And for those people out there, forgiveness is not for them. You're not forgiving them because... It's for them. They right. don't need your forgiveness because no, they're they're done, gone, and to the next person that they can, you know, manipulate or whatever. But that forgiveness is for you, it's for you to have that that rest in uh, in your spirit and, and those things that you can move on and not be held in bondage yeah. by yeah. all this other garbage that this person decided to put in your lap. Yeah, you forgive them so you can move on, so you're not stuck. That's it. So you're yeah. not stuck. That's growth.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean. And, you know, we're supposed to love everybody. And if you're going to talk about loving people, you got to go to whatever Corinthians or whatever. Love is patient. Love is kind. It says love doesn't keep any records of wrongdoing. So, you know, you forgive. I don't know if forgets the right word, but I'm not. We're not supposed to be holding on to all that stuff, too. Right. But nobody said you're supposed to be stupid and keep. Being yeah. taken advantage of, yeah, that,
1: you know. That, that, <laughs> so thou, sh- thou shalt not be stupid. I love it. <laughs> Try not to be stupid and do the
2: same dumb things over James and over. The book of James <laughs> here, straight uh, from Baytown, son. <laughs>
0: that would be Sandra's first one. Thou <laughs> shalt not be stupid because man, she, she has hard hard times with stupid people.
2: Supposed to be like Jesus. I don't know any record of Jesus being dumb. So. uh, there you go.
1: Well, and at the same time, Jesus put those toxic people away from him. Yeah, he did. You know, yeah, he, did. You know he went into the, the temple and overturned all those tables and drove all of those people that were toxic. All of those people that are taking advantage of the people that are supposed to be in the church praying and, and, and doing the things he ran them all out
2: of there.
0: He made room for the people that was ready to receive
1: him. That's
2: it.
0: Right? And that's the same thing. We need to make room for healthy relationships in our life.
2: Absolutely. And that's then he a, died for him, too. It's a so. great
0: word. He
1: did. Yeah. He did. That's awesome.
0: Yeah. All right, man. Well, we appreciate you uh, stopping by, Calvin, man. Thanks for coming.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, it's always a, it's always a pleasure to have you. I think that your voice is well received well I know it is because I get a lot of compliments when you stop by so yeah, definitely appreciate it alright well we'll see you next week and we love you. this
2: is The Refuge Project